Hashana. Rosh Hashana. Shalom. What's the uh, happy festival greeting? Chag Sameach. That right there. Uh, welcome to the Bread and Wine Podcast. I'm Seth. I am Carl. Oh, today is a special day. Shana Tova. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And if you're listening to this in October or September or any month that's not December, maybe you're wondering, why are we saying Happy New Year? Well, we're saying Happy New Year because it's Happy New Year from God's calendar. Yeah. <laughs> what is God's calendar, Carl? God's calendar, um, like God's appointed times. So I suppose it's it's like an it's a look at the feasts that He gave to um, Israel to honor Him, to uh, be in sync and in rhythm with um, the things that are on His heart, and yeah, oh. the appointed times of the Lord, hmm. holy days that the Lord has specifically set aside for his people to celebrate, to commemorate, uh, to repent. Um, and there's many holy days that is that are laid out in specifically Leviticus 23, if you want to read them. But we are in a time right now in September, what did it say, September 15th? Yep. September 15th, the sun is going down. That means uh, the new day is starting. If, you, if you're not familiar with that, um, in Israel and on God's calendar, days actually start at sundown, and they go from sundown to the sundown the next day. So it goes based off of a lunar cycle, not a solar cycle like mm. we do here in America. Um, God's calendar actually goes off of a lunar cycle. And so right now we are on the cusp of Rosh Hashanah. Yeah, it's a special one too because it's falling on Shabbat this year. Like Fridays are, you know, Shabbat, they entered into Shabbat as well on Fridays. And like you're mm. saying, like the sun goes down and the new day starts and they cease from work and they enter into rest. And so it's just, it's a special year because we're, we're stepping into um, Rosh Hashanah on Shabbat. So double whammy, praise the Lord. Amen. And specifically uh, what this day is about is, of course, a celebration of a new year, but it's also a reflection to look back at the previous year to kind of take a examination of what happened this past year and really to take an examination of your own heart. Um, it's a time and period of reflection. It's a time and period of repentance and Ooh. asking God to identify the areas of your life or patterns and thought patterns of sin or maybe even little things that you thought, ah, that, that don't really matter or even right. things that you've fallen back into that you told God you would, you know, quit doing. It's a time to look at those things and to begin to make them right again. Amen. And sometimes even things that we can't see. Um, sometimes we can't see everything that's going on on the inside of us. And then the Lord gives us the gift of repentance. And, um, yeah, when we ask him to reveal things to us, he'll, he'll reveal things to us. But dude, I, I kind of just wanted to, to start by asking you, like, how was your day? Like, um, how was your day, um, on this day? Mm. Um, because, um, we've kind of been 
gearing up for this, you know, we don't always plan out, you know, uh, the podcasts, but, uh, we, we really, I feel like spent time reflecting before. So I was just curious, like, how was your day with the Lord? And did you notice anything like, um, different today or special, anything like significant, I guess. I'm just, I was curious. Yeah, bro. Thanks for asking that. So of course we've taken a specific point to begin to observe God's appointed times. And so this morning, uh, I woke up and in my time with the Lord, he told me, I want you to make little bullet points of all the kind of major events that took place this year and the major things that happened. And so I, I went through my phone camera roll and I was like, I was like, okay, well what happened this year? And <laughs> just so I had a timeline of events, you know, and I, I wrote all those things down me and my wife did it together. Shoot. And we just took a moment to celebrate what God did this year. Cause as I was looking back through it, I noticed, I was like, God was in every single one of those things. They were all his ideas, in fact. And so I got to celebrate with the Lord. Look what happened this year. And then I got to look ahead. Well, how do I want to grow in this next year? Or what are the things that God is speaking of my life that are going to happen this next year? So I guess today has just felt like, I guess when you do that, you kind of realize and look, wow, a lot of things have happened over this past year. Yeah. And maybe if you feel like down on yourself, like, oh, I'm not doing much, that really encouraged me. So I've just felt so encouraged today um, as a whole. And yeah, I've honestly just been walking in the peace and presence of God today. It's like there's a grace today to do that. But uh, what what about you? Yeah, dude, honestly, to just be totally like transparent, like I've been so excited to ask you about this like all day. I've been looking forward to this podcast <laughs> all day, bro, because I've just been looking forward to this conversation. And I love how you shared like what you did because one of the things that we don't want in in sharing um, about God's appointed times is to make it like a religious thing. Um, we have been given the grace to join in with Israel in enjoying these things that God's given to his people to enjoy. Like it's an invitation. And so don't feel like that. Oh, like what do I have to do? I have to follow all the rules. Exactly. Like I love how Seth was just like, this is what my morning looked like. Cause my morning looked completely different, but we were both honoring like the day of the Lord. Like, um, we were both honoring Rosh Hashanah in different ways. Like, okay. So like for me, for example, man, like um, yesterday the Lord put on my heart very, very like heavily, like I need you to clean out your room. And like when, when, when I'm saying I had to clean up my room, I'm not saying like, oh yeah, like just dust here and dust there. Like I've gone through everything in my room, all of my possessions, bro, everything in my bedroom. Like I, I started it yesterday and it took a long time. And so I woke up this morning and I went out on a little walk and, um, I like to do, you know, um, swirly things is maybe a good word. And I, I felt, I was like, I grabbed my shofar. Like I, I slept with it next to my <laughs> bed. And it was like, I felt like a kid on Christmas is like, I get to blow this thing in the morning because it's the feast of trumpets is Yom Teruah, which is Rosh Hashanah. It's the, it's the feast of trumpets. And so, um, I had read cause we did some research and I had read that they'll blow it in the morning and they'll blow it in the evening. And so I was like, I'm going to blow this thing in the morning. And so I got up and I went outside. I took a little walk with the Lord and I stood up on the highest thing I could find. And I blasted <laughs> that show far, bro. It's not as I could. And, um, anyway, that was pretty cool. And I went on a little walk with the Lord. And um, man, so uh, after that, I went back inside and finished cleaning up my room. And um, he had me go through all of my clothes. Um You've been to my house, so you know that like I like to write scripture down that he's speaking 
and I'll put it on my wall as like a reminder or something like that. He had me take down every single piece of scripture that I had on every wall in my house. That's the prayer room. That's my bedroom. Um, I've had different prayers that I've written to the Lord um, on my wall, the same ones for about three years. There's, you know, specific things I've prayed for, whether it be my wife, whether it be, um, Lord, give me a good mentor, whether it be um, help me to be more like you in this area. Like there was just a lot of stuff on my walls that I had written down and the Lord had me take everything down. Hmm. He's like, I'm doing a new thing and I need you to stop looking backwards. It's a new year. It's a new day. Like you don't have to look backwards. You can trust in me. Um, And, and um, it reminds me of, uh, it, it's it's interesting because this is a fall festival. It's a fall feast, and I, I heard this word recently, and, and and it stuck with me how you know everything um, in nature points to the Lord, right? And and how um, if we look at like a tree, for example, like this may sound silly, but look at the faith of a tree. Like a tree sheds all of its leaves every single year with complete mm. faith in the reality that next year it's going to be completely um, covered again with new fruit. And so um, I've just really, man, today have been, like you were saying, reflecting on, um, well, reflecting on where things are at today. And and for me today, it was a little bit different in that, like I, I was putting everything from behind, behind me. I'm thankful for the things behind me. I am, but I have to let those things go, man. Um, I mean, clothes that I've had for over a decade gone, you mm. know, I mean, just, wow. I, I barely have clothes left. Like it's really, it was really, it, it was intimate, but yeah, that, that was how I started my morning, bro. That's beautiful, man. And yeah, just so you know, kind of where me and Carl are at, where we kind of made a decision just like in the last couple of weeks that we want to align ourselves more with God's calendar. And uh, the reason for that being is because God has appointed times and seasons that he's given in the scriptures and he moves and operates in specific ways and specific times and seasons. And it's just kind of a, a part of us wanted to go deeper into that with God. Is it a requirement um, in the New Testament? No, but to, to us, it was an invitation yeah. from God to experience him and encounter him in deeper ways, especially with our family, um, our, our you know immediate family, but also with our church family and community, uh, to be on the same page with God that he's been on for thousands of years, um, the same calendar, the same timelines that he's given the Israelites. And, and the beautiful thing about this is uh, all of these festivals and these appointed times, they all point to Christ. They all point to Christ. So in the next 10 days after Rosh Hashanah, We've got a, a period in time of reflection and repentance leading up to the next fall holiday, which is the Day of Atonement. Um, and so on this day, Christians all over the world, uh, we can celebrate the Day of Atonement as Christ has been our atoning lamb. Christ has been our atoning lamb. Uh, and so Ooh. we get to join in these festivals that uh, we're looking at them from even a, a different lens than maybe uh, much of the Jewish world is because we believe right. in the Messiah that has already accomplished these things and fulfilled them. Like he talks about in Matthew five, I've came to fulfill these things. And yet some of these festivals are yet to be fulfilled, right? That uh, <laughs> there's parts of these festivals that, um, you know, ceremonial things that 
uh, we do that are looking forward to Christ's return. And so these festivals are really just a way to get closer to Mm. Christ and to experience him in a communal way. And and think of, I'll even take it further. We live in an American context with American holidays, you know, Christmas. Christmas is not in the Bible. I'm not here to, you know, castigate Christmas by no means. I love that we celebrate the birth of Jesus. Uh, But even more so, Passover is a holiday ordained by God. And so I I don't know about you, but for me, I want to look at how God told us to celebrate Passover, which, you know, the Israelites, the Jewish people, they celebrate Passover as, um, you know, wiping the lamb of, you know, the blood of the lamb on the doorpost and the angel of death passing over that house. But again, we look at it from even a greater side. Jesus was the Passover lamb. And so we get to engage and participate in this beautiful festival that has symbols and this, this great feast to celebrate what Christ has done. Um, and so Rosh Hashanah is that for us today, uh, is celebrating who Christ is, celebrating what Christ has done, celebrating the newness of life that Christ has given us, uh, looking forward to the repentance that we can have because of Christ and sharing in that forgiveness that he's that He's given us, um, all these things. And we get to celebrate those together as a family in, in a feast. But also Woo! it says in Leviticus 23, to have a day of complete rest, to stop from all your laboring, and be with your family, feast with them, and share all the wonderful things that God has done. Um, and, and that's just a beautiful thing that I think all of us could benefit from in our lives. Yeah, bro. Amen. I was really welling up with gratitude as you were talking, bro, specifically about Passover, because um, I, I wanted to say thank you, bro, for for um, helping lead us in this. Obviously, like um, it's an invitation for everybody. It's been a joy, bro, and a privilege. This has been something on my heart too. It's not like, you know, you've yeah. been alone in this, but, um, I was just remembering the Seder that we did this last year for Passover. Um, bro, that was really well done. Thank you. You, you put in a bunch of time to make sure that, um, we understood biblically like what was going on and, and how everything did point to Christ. And, um, I just wanted to uh, say, I honor you for the way that you um, point us to Christ through the feasts, bro. Um, and honestly, bro, I really feel like um, since we've stepped into this, like it's brought us closer together, man. Yeah. Um, you said this is something that we get to enjoy as a community when you're just sharing just now. And it really is like we might be so different, man. And, and we all might be different in our communities. There might be people in our church family that, you know, we don't don't have the same interests or hobbies and that's OK. But we have one thing. We have Yeshua. We have the Lord Jesus Christ and, and he unites us and he's he's invited us into this. We've been grafted into Israel. Um, we don't replace Israel, but we have been grafted into Israel. And I love, bro, um, I, I just loved what you were sharing because I had this written down, this question of why is this important to me? Because mm. we're not, we're not Jewish, right? Like we're, we're Gentiles. However, and, and, and you know, however we get to enjoy this, I was going to say, I'll, also, I, I know that I've had this question in the past of like, why, why would that be um, of importance to me? And, and for me, like this, me personally, this, this journey started, um, I don't know, probably a year and a half ago. And I, I specifically wanted to understand the Jewishness of Jesus because I was like, Hey Lord, and this is just in my personal time. Like, Hey Jesus, I want to know who you are more. Like, 
what did you like? Like, what were your interests? Like, what was life like for you growing up, right? And it's like, well, okay, he's a Jewish man. He's our Jewish king. That means that, you know, he grew up in this culture and there's an understanding here. But anyway, um, kind of kept rolling there. So why is this important to me? And this is just a thought that I had written down, but I felt like sharing it. So the thought is, if everything created and everything in creation reflects his divine nature which we know is true according to Romans 1. If everything exists to point us to him, Yeshua, Jesus, if we look at the natural world around us and we perceive with our natural eyes that seasons come and go, that seasons change, why wouldn't we pay attention to this spiritually as well? Like, why why wouldn't we? Um, God's appointed times give us eyes to see more than meets the eye, to get in tune with his timing, his heart and his ways. If we ask him to make us like Moses and to know his ways, why wouldn't he then show us? Right? And this is simply a part of knowing him and receiving all that he has prepared for us at the table. And when I say the table, like the table of the Lord, right? Like in Psalm 23, he says, um, (laughs) the psalmist says, David says, um, you have prepared a table for me in the presence of my enemies. And so what is at the table? What has God prepared for us? What has God invited us into? And this is a question, honestly, Seth, that I've been asking myself a lot recently. What have I been leaving at the table? Because in my father's house are many rooms, right? And, and, and there's there's mansions. There's, there's so many things that he's prepared for us. Um, and one of those things is the table. Um, specifically, man, even more specifically, like his body and his blood have been something that I've really been asking for um, revelation about. I I, I I recently realized that when I think about um, communion, for example, when I think about the broken body and the blood of Jesus, I brush over it as if it's nothing most of the time. I don't even think about it most of the time. And and and, and that's just something that, that the Holy Spirit has highlighted to me and, and said, son, like there's more for you here. There's more revelation here that will cause transformation. Um, and, and there's more sitting at the table for you to feast on. I've prepared a table for you. Um, and when you're going through hard things, you always have access to the table. You always have access to the table. And wow, so man. the feasts, man, for me are a part of that. It's part of that, um, that ask of God saying, God, what more do you have for me? I want more of you, Lord. I have to have more. I must have more of you. There's nothing else. And so when I ask for more, he answers with yes. And so for me personally, and I think for you as well, and, and for um, you know people in our community, it's like, we want more of you, Jesus. Amen. We want more of you, Lord. We want to know your ways. We want to be in step with you. I don't want something good. I want your best. I want to be in step in the bullseye. Yeah. And I believe that that the Lord sharing the feasts with us is a way that he answers that prayer. Mm. Um, and so I, I just, I, I thought that that was really special. And I, I hope that that blesses you guys with understanding of mm. why is this important to me? Like why, why? Why would I care about this? And so, um, yeah, it's it's an invitation. So um, come to the table, all who are hungry, all who are thirsty, and um, mm. there, and receive the more that he's paid for in Jesus' name. Amen, Ooh. bro. Wow. <laughs> Amen. Uh, I think also for people that maybe have had a hard time relating with the Old Testament, or you're like, why does this stuff matter? 
Uh, why do I need to know about the story of the Israelites? Why do I need to know about uh, what a Jew is or who, why Jesus was Jewish? Why do I need to know these things? Uh, I'm telling you right now, <laughs> if you will commit yourself to knowing your Messiah, who he was, the context uh, he lived in, and the people that he chose as his nation, I'm telling you, you are going to be so blessed. You're going to have your socks blessed off of you. Yeah, yeah, That's a promise in the scriptures. Yeah. <laughs> Those who bless my people will be blessed. Right. Um, and so this also is a way to begin to learn who your Savior is and to begin to engage in the same types of things that Jesus was engaging in. He observed the festivals. He honored the feasts. He fulfilled them all, but he also participated in them. Uh, and all these things, just just like when he's in the upper room and he breaks the bread and he, he drinks the wine. This is something that we celebrate, right? All Christians everywhere celebrate communion. But also the, the feasts have the same type of uh, symbolism deeply ingrained within them. And so uh, you can go on a journey. We invite you to go on a journey to discover uh, again, the Jewishness of your faith, but but also to begin to engage and thrust yourself into this culture, um, and in even go even deeper into your faith by participating uh, in the feasts and festivals that God has provided. Uh, and like Carl said, it is it is going to take you deeper. It's going to take your family deeper. It's going to take your friendships yeah. deeper. And yeah. You know, your kids are, you know, I'm just thinking of Sukkot, right? Which is coming up as well. Uh, that's This is the third fall festival, right? Where they celebrate uh, dwelling in shelters uh, <laughs> you know, in the wilderness, tabernacles. And quite literally, uh, God told them to build a tabernacle and live in it for seven days. You know, like this is a fun thing too. Like imagine how awesome it would be for every year your kids would light up if every year you guys built like a little shelter together outside maybe it's a pavilion and you you throw like a, a little makeshift blanket shelter over and you put lights in there and decorate it with scriptures and stuff and you guys go out there and eat every night you know under and, and feast together as a family and and talk together and pray together so like these things are they're not requirements for uh you know to appease god they're <laughs> they're there for you to go deeper with God. They're invitations to go deeper with Him in so many different ways. Uh, and so there's a there's so much you can study. Me and Carl are just scratching the surface on learning the symbolism in the scriptures that all points to Christ, and we're just scratching the surface. But I can tell you it, it has blessed me so much just to even begin this process of trying to implement these things into my daily life. Yeah, bro, absolutely. Um, I, as you were just talking about that, honestly, like this really is, um, simply put just an invitation for us to reflect on God. Yeah. Um, it's an invitation for us to call to mind his testimonies, to reflect on who he has always been to his people, Israel, to us in our own lives. Um, I, I love that every every Friday um, when they enter into Shabbat, they remember the Exodus. They remember what God has delivered them from, that he brought them through um, mm. the sea. And they teach their kids that, right? Like that's the command that, that the Lord gave to the Jewish people is to like 
teach your children these things. Amen. Um, teach your children these things. I want your children's 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 children, right? And all the generations to reflect on who I am and who I've always been. And um, yeah. Yeah, it, it does. It affects the whole family like you're talking about. And um, yeah. Yeah. And so specifically on Rosh Hashanah, we'll, I just want to hit on this a little bit more. I'll read the exact commandment from God in Leviticus 23. Uh, it says, The Lord spoke to Moses, Tell the Israelites in the seventh month on the first day of them. And just so you know, by the way, uh, there's an entirely different month system that God is on that is not January, February, you know, March, April. It's entirely different. Um, so that's why it says the seventh month and we're not in the seventh month on our calendar, but it is on God's calendar <laughs> just to say that, but tell the Israelites in the seventh month on the first day of the month, you are to have a day of complete rest, commemoration and trumpet blast, a sacred assembly. You must not do any daily work, but you must present a food offering to the Lord. Uh, so there's a few things in here. I want to note. It is a day of complete rest and our culture significantly struggles with this. What does a day of complete rest look like for you? Uh, I, I think it looks like, again, not doing any work, but what, what honestly, bro, what does that look like? Yeah. You, you've been involved in more Shabbats than I have. What does a day of complete rest even look like? Yeah, I mean, and again, like it looks different for me than it does for other people. Sure. Going back to the beginning of this conversation, um, you know, uh, okay. I'll just share for me personally. Um, and I do, I, I, I pick a day every week. Typically it's Saturday. Um, because right now I've got, I've got a, I've got a job where I start like after church tonight is, is what I'm going to start. And I'll drive around until, you know, two, three, four in the morning. And so, um, it, I, I'm saying that to say I'm unable to like have a Shabbat dinner on Fridays right now. Sure. Um, you know, typically if I could, if I could have it exactly the way I wanted to, um, Friday nights, um, we would have, you know, a meal, we'd break bread together. We would reflect on, um, you know, the Exodus. We would reflect on the word. Um, we'd reflect on things God's done. We would just break bread. And then Saturday, all day Saturday, I would, I would meditate on his word. I would call to mind scriptures, um, that, um, have been speaking to me. I would, again, like you're saying, cease from work. Um, and I would do my best to just reflect on the Lord and maybe enjoy myself a little bit. Maybe like, yeah, go have a great day with the Lord. Maybe go like on a date with Jesus, go take a picnic, go on a hike, go, um, go on the water, right. Or whatever you like to do. But, um, learning how to be in friendship with Jesus on the Shabbat, I think is for me a big thing. Um, it looks different for everybody though. Yeah. And, you know, I'm I'm trying to step into this as well in a more uh, concerted way, where it's like, okay, this is our day, and as a family, we are not gonna think about work or talk about work. Today is our day as a family, and it's really good. Bro. And maybe that involves you know other families too, in your church family. Maybe it's not just your immediate family, but yeah, we're gonna eat together. We're gonna specifically sit around the dinner table together, and we're gonna reflect upon God. Dude, wow! You know, we're gonna do something fun together. We're gonna go outside and play. We're gonna we're gonna really focus on our family. We're gonna focus on God's creation. Yeah, like go on a hike. Um, activities that are in. I think the biggest thing in this is activities where we are intentionally inviting God and reflecting on God in those specific activities. And it's it's a it's a reset, right? God did this when He created the yeah. earth. Yeah, it's a divine reset. It's really good. You need this for your life. Yeah. 
this is a weekly thing. This is also a, a time with festivals as well that we get to, again, the Sabbath was made for man. This is a yeah. joy and delight that we get to partake in, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the one of my favorite things in scripture, like looking at the Shabbat in scripture, like right after they come out of Egypt, and I think we've talked about this very briefly before in the pod, but basically like um, right after they, they come out of Egypt and, and they receive the commandments, the Ten Commandments from the Lord, um, he says, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. And I heard somebody talking about this one time, like, can you imagine, bro, like if for 400 years, Seth, all you did seven days a week was make bricks. All you did seven days a week was work and slaves for for Egypt. And just all you know is just work, work, work. And that's where your values found. Because if you're not up and making bricks at the crack of dawn every day, you're going to get whipped. You're going to get spat on. You're going to get um, um, abused, whatever it is. And like that's where your value is. That's the only purpose you have. And so he was just in this uh, uh, discussion that, that he was uh, having, he was saying, can you imagine how crazy that would be for them to hear after 400 years, generation after generation after generation after generation. And we know how generational mindsets and things like that can get passed down. You know, you're literally living in a slave mentality for hundreds of years, right? And then God's like, hey, um, on this day, just don't do anything. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> they they must have been like, God, how, what? How are we supposed to do something like that? We have to be busy, right? We have to uh, 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 do this and do that and do this and do that. And if we're wow, not doing this, then man. maybe like, maybe we're not valuable at all. And it's like, he's like, no, I need you to rest. This is for you. This is for my people, right? And if the Lord rested on the seventh day, um, why wouldn't, why wouldn't we, right? But, but he, um, yeah, he, he just invites us into that, and it's and it's so beautiful, and um, I'm thankful that, that it's one of the things that I do think helps us get out of that slavery mentality or that mm, striving yeah. for performance, because six days a week, bro, we're just like, go, 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 gotta conquer, gotta conquer, gotta go, gotta move, and it's like, the Lord's like, hey, like, all that's great, like, I appreciate it, but like, can't we just be together? Can't mm. we just be together for one day, you know? Um, yeah. And obviously we get to live with him and dwell with him and walk in his presence and we can live every day with him. However, this is an invitation, like we've been saying, into more. And if you give God one day of your week, watch what he does with it. Like look at Chick-fil-A, for example, right? Like look, yeah. look how much he blesses Chick-fil-A because they honor the Sabbath and keep it holy, right? Um, that's that's a that's a easy example to go to. Um, and uh, man, it's, it's exciting to talk about this stuff, bro. Like... Uh, as you were sharing, like, you know, what you could do with your family. I'm like, man, I'm going to get to do this with my family one day, Seth. Yeah. I'm going to get to do this with my family. And this is something that we get to discover together with Jesus. It's, it's, it's an adventure, bro. Yeah. We, Seth, are embarking on an adventure. Amen. And, and this is an adventure for anybody who's listening, who's like, I would love to know more about this. Step into it. Seek and you'll find the Bible says that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. And this is a form of seeking him. And there is a reward in it for you and for us and for everybody, whoever uh, will, will, will seek after him for sure. Yeah, man. And I'm even thinking in our culture, especially it is going to be countercultural to have a Sabbath, like wow. just straight up. You're going to have to tell people no 
You're going to have to say no to things. You're going to have to sacrifice things for rest, just period. Uh, it's going to have to be a priority in your life. And I, I can honestly sit here and tell you right now, it has not been a priority in my life to have this specific day of rest. And uh, I'm telling you here now, it's a struggle. It's a struggle to, to say no to that event or to that thing that's happening or the invitation I got to go to this party or dinner, whatever it may be. It's like, that is a struggle. But I think the beautiful thing about it is if you start this rhythm and routine, it won't be that way because then you're going to be the one inviting people into that rhythm and routine. So we get to be the ones to, to plant the fence posts and guide people uh, into this. Um, but I, I want to look at the rest of this too really quickly. Uh, it says, a day of complete rest, commemoration. So commemoration, we're reflecting uh, a day of trumpet blast. It is a sacred assembly. This is a sacred thing. But I want to hit on the word commemoration. What what does that mean to you, Carl? What are we what are we commemorating? Whoa. You okay, so uh, I had to mess with the computer there for a second. You're talking about commemorating the feast of trumpets. Right? Yes, it says to have a day of complete rest, a day of commemoration. Whoa, I, I have no idea. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's what I was looking at too. I have no idea. Commemorating you know, like, what are we commemorating? We're specifically on Rosh Hashanah, we're commemorating the year that we looked past and we're commemorating the new year. Uh, but I think for me, it looks like commemorating the things that God has done over this past year, reflecting on those and getting to enjoy them. So I guess oh, with this wow, wow, in a healthy wow, wow, way, wow. this looks like, like practically this looks like a conversation with others Dude, commemorating what the Lord has done. Yeah, I've you got know? something. So, yeah, to just full transparency, I just straight Googled commemorate definition. <laughs> I, I, mean, I did earlier. So, like, I, I've gotten, I had an idea, but but this is helpful. It says, um, recall and show respect for. Yeah. Um, yeah. Celebrate an event. And so, um, the, uh, you're talking about what, what do we commemorate this day? Um, I'm going to read a passage out of Exodus 19. Uh, verses 18 through 20. Um, then Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet God, and they took their stand at the foot of the mountain. Now Mount Sinai was wrapped in smoke because the Lord had descended on it in fire. The smoke of it went up like the smoke of a kiln, and the whole mountain trembled greatly. And as the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder, Moses spoke, and God answered him in thunder. The Lord came down on Mount Sinai to the top of the mountain. Mm. And the Lord called Moses to the top of the mountain, and Moses went up. Um, and honestly, like, I, I, I yeah, I, I want to make sure that what I'm saying is true. I want to make sure that this is, um, you know, Rosh Hashanah. But um, when the trumpets grew louder, Moses spoke, God answered, the Lord came down on Mount Sinai to the top of the mountain and the Lord called Moses to the top of the mountain and Moses went up. And so, I mean, one thing you can commemorate is when God meets with man, you know, God met with Moses yeah. and, and, um, yeah, I guess it's looking back at all the things he's done for Israel. It's looking back at yeah. all the things he's done over the last year. It's looking back at, mm -hmm. um, his faithfulness, his promises, his covenant. Amen. Um, and just, meditating on the word, you know, meditating on everything that he's done and who he is. 
Amen. Yeah, and imagine how powerful that will be for your family or for the families that have gathered around you and in a time of commemoration to say, look what God has done and just to glorify him, you know, and feast and celebrate and have fun and laugh and tell stories. Uh, this this can be truly a rich, rich, rich tradition uh, for you and, and all those that you know and love. And uh, yeah, the last thing that it mentions here is uh, trumpet blasts. <laughs> and it doesn't mean a literal trumpet as we think of it today. It means the blast of a shofar or uh, a ram's horn. And this is what they would blow. <laughs> Actually, I, I want to blow one really quickly, so I don't have it on me, but we're going to sub this in. I'm going to blow the ram's horn right now. This is what it sounds like. I hope you enjoyed that sound. So that's what you would have heard on the mountain, something like that. This is what we will also hear when Jesus returns. And so uh, the last thing I want to mention about Rosh Hashanah, it is also a day to look forward to the return of King Jesus. Uh, to commemorate the return of the Lord. And when this trumpet blast is yeah. blown, we know that this is the sound that we're waiting for, where we will be taken up with the Lord to meet him in the air. And so this is also a beautiful day to look ahead to our final destination with Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. It really is like because um, the trumpets were blown um, and, and I'm I'm going back to Exodus 19 just because you're talking about the return of the Lord and um, the trumpets were blown and the Lord comes to the mountain. And um, I do. I think it could be a prophetic picture of the Lord coming down to Mount Zion to rule and reign. Wow. Uh, Maranatha and, and Seth's right. When we hear that sound, guys, like. We're going to get resurrected from the dead. Like that's what we're going to hear as we're getting resurrected from <laughs> the dead. Time to get up, guys. That was a great nap. Let's get up. <laughs> the Lord has arrived in Jesus name. Uh, that's beautiful, man. <laughs> yeah, this was this was really special, bro. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed this and I'm, I'm really looking forward to, um, you know, unpacking more and more of this as we continue to go. But. Um, could you just pray for us and our families that um, whoever, you know, might want to implement um, things like this into their lives? Um, really, I guess I'm just saying, like, let's bless, um, let's bless everybody's seeking and um, yeah, our own as well. Let's, let's bless everybody's seeking in this and uh, just that the Lord would really meet us in this area if this is something that is of interest. Amen. And I want to plug a resource too really quickly if you just need help kind of going on this journey. Jewish Voice is a very good um, messianic site and YouTube videos, you name it, they got it. That can help usher you into these things. I wanted to share that resource with you for any of you that really just want to go after this thing. Um, but Father, thank you. Thank you for commemorating things, for putting uh, orders and giving dates on calendars where we can remember specific acts that you have done. And you even say that, God, f so many times throughout the scriptures, you say, make a pillar, make an altar to remember this. And Lord, thank you for giving us those things that we would not forget your wonderful works and that we would not 
neglect the wonderful works that are still coming and that are still happening today. So Lord, I pray for every person uh, listening to this that really wants to go deeper uh, into your calendar. Would you give them the grace to understand? Would you direct their research uh, would you show them what scriptures to pour over? Uh, would you give them people around them that also have the same heart and vision and mind in this area that they could have a family to do this with? Uh, would you help us all come out of uh, thought patterns and patterns of behavior and sinful things or that we don't even know about that we're ignorant of uh, and sinful things that we're very uh, aware of? In this time, in this season, in the next 10 days especially, God, would you forgive us of our sins? Would you forgive us of our sins, Lord? I repent, Father, and heal us. Heal and deliver us and set us free. Deliver us from the evil one. And thank you for being the atoning sacrifice, the sacrificial lamb, the blood of the lamb that we get to take and drink, take and eat what you said drink my blood eat my body and we surely do that today god thank you in jesus name amen